Hi there, Virginia Prescott here with the 10 Minute Writers Workshop, a quick peek into the creative mind. Usually we have to chase authors down and record them wherever we can, but we found Tom Jelton in a spot he is pretty accustomed to, a softly lit radio studio. He's a longtime NPR correspondent and author of several nonfiction books, most recently, A Nation of Nations, a great American immigration story. This is Tom Jelton with the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. Oh, you are one of those voices. It's so fun to see you speak. <laughs> we know your voice so well. So, Tom, you've written a couple of books now. Which is harder for you to write, the first sentence or the last? The first sentence is harder to write. I actually think the last sentence is the more important one. And that, in a way, comes, I think, from my radio uh, experience because in radio, you know, radio journalism is storytelling. You're telling a story to people. And when you tell stories to people, the last line is so conclusive, so important, you really wind it up. When you learn to be a journalist in print, the last sentence can be cut. You know, when you cut a story, you cut from the bottom. So the last sentence isn't important. In radio, it's really important. And for me as a writer, the last sentence is the most important. But you're right. I mean, I the first sentence when you're just trying to figure out how to start this book and you know that a lot of people are going to read the first sentence and decide whether to read any more or not, the first sentence is really important. But I think in terms of the story that I'm going to tell, it's the last sentence that's the most important. Now, you're used to being a broadcast journalist, so you're used to working on deadline. Right. So different than the experience of a lot of writers who are on deadlines, but they're not as tight. What's your personal worst distraction from getting your work done? The, the worst distraction is, is frustration. When I feel like it's not very good, when I've spent a lot of time, you know, on a single paragraph and I say, and I throw it out and, and I start getting upset with myself, I start getting discouraged, you know, and then I look for opportunities to distract myself. Oh, I think I need to, you know, I need to get up and get some exercise. I need to go to the gym. I need to work out. I need to do some work around the house, you know, and it's sort of that combination of looking for an excuse and feeling bad about what you're doing. When I'm writing well, the time just flies. Otherwise, you floss your teeth a lot. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I would do. I wouldn't floss my teeth. No, I'd, I'd prefer to go do something really physical, mm. actually, where I can really change my mind. Do you edit as you're going along or all at once at the end? No, I well, I do both. Mm. I edit as I go along. I have a process, a really kind of organic process. What the, when I'm starting a new section, when I'm writing something completely fresh, I, I always do it longhand. I find that I can sort of think more creatively longhand. And, and I actually can write more quickly longhand than I can type. There's a danger to that, which is my handwriting's not very good. And sometimes, you know, it's coming out really fast and I'm scrolling it, scrolling it, scrolling it. And then after writing about three pages, I think, okay, now I got to go. I got to go sit down. I got to go type it. And, and then, shoot, what was I saying? <laughs> and I'm like trying to figure out what that word was. <laughs> and it sounded so good when I was writing it. And now I've like got this scrawl in front of me and I'm trying to figure out what it was that I was saying. But in spite of that, it's really, I feel like there's something more organic, something more creative about writing longhand. It's sort of like straight from your mind through your hand to the paper, you know, and without any machines in between. So the first, whenever I'm doing something fresh, I always do it longhand. Do you write with pen or pencil? 
I write with pen on a legal pad. Ah. Actually, I look for these particular kind of legal. I had to go on the internet and and find it because what I like is a a spiral bound legal pad with very hard covers so that it kind of provides backing. And I used to be able to get them at CVS uh, all the time. I just go into CVS and buy a dozen of them or something. And then all of a sudden, they stopped selling them. So I was desperate to find them. And I went on the Internet, and I found somebody that sold them, and I ordered a whole case of them. So that's the best thing to write on. How about environmentally? Do you have to be in a certain place? I mean, you're on the road a lot, aren't you? I'm on the road a lot, but um, I don't write on the road. Uh, you know, when I've written these books, I've taken time off from my reporting. I've taken a, a leave of absence. And when I wrote my Bacardi in Cuba book, I did it upstairs in a spare bedroom. And it took me a long time. I was working on that book off and on for about three or four years. And my wife got really fed up. She did not like me being sort of up there. She'd have a day off, and she'd like to come home and play music or do whatever she wanted to do, and like I'd be up there clicking away, and it drove her crazy. So when I decided, when I set out writing this last book, she said, you're not writing that book at home. You're going to have to find somewhere else to write it. So I went, and I found a really great little room in an office building uh, about five miles away. It had a coffee shop in the basement. It had a gym about a block away. It was had free parking. It was the ideal place. And I would get up and I'd go there and it would and that would force me to write because, you know, there are fewer distractions when you're in an office than when you're at home in a bedroom. Uh, so I found that great. I think I was much more productive there. And I've actually kept it uh, with the idea that there's going to be another book coming along, and I've got the perfect little writing space for it now. And so I'm paying the rent on it. I'm keeping it alive. I've got my bookshelves there. I've got it all set up. Nobody else knows about it. Nobody else visits me there. It's my own private little space. And I can I can go there whenever it's, it's time to do some other big writing project. i got the place where I can go. Mm. Are there any personal habits that you would encourage writers to take up, aspiring writers, or to avoid even, to be more productive? I think the most important thing is discipline. I think that, um, you know, a lot of writers that I know get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and write. And I really respect that because that imposes a sense of discipline on you and you can't achieve anything without discipline. I can't do that. I'm not a morning person. It's much easier for me to write you know, deep into the night uh, and just stay writing until until I've just physically can't do anymore, until the thoughts start com- stop coming. Um, but whether it's staying up late at night or getting up early in the morning, discipline, I think, is really, really important because there are many times when you, you know, when you, when you can just sort of quit uh, and you just can't do that. It takes a lot of work to, to write a book. Um, to write anything. But when you're talking about, you know, 150 or 200,000 words, they're going to get cut down. But that's a big undertaking. And you have to go at it day after day after day. You have to just get up and do it. What do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make? And maybe it's one that you made yourself. You know, everybody's going to answer that question differently. I I think it's a I think it's a stylistic uh, thing. I think that people get really self-conscious about their writing and sort of deliberately uh, use words that are too big uh, 
phrases that are too long, uh, you know, strip it down to the bare essentials. I read the elements of style over and over again. I mean, you know, and this is something that I think I learned from my radio writing. When you write for broadcast, you learn to write simple declarative sentences. You stay away from adjectives. You stay away from adverbs. You stay away from introductory clauses. You write clear sentences with strong verbs, you know, that aren't, that don't go on forever. And I think if you're self-conscious about your writing, you sort of think it's somehow better to have like florid phrasing and fancy words and metaphors. I don't even like metaphors. I just like really clean, simple writing that is as clear as a bell. That's great advice. And, I, and I'm wondering what the best advice you ever received about writing was. Oof. I would say that uh, that's it. Uh, I mean, I didn't begin as a writer. I began as a radio journalist. And I was fortunate in getting really good guidance um, as a beginning journalist. I had an editor who once said the most important thing in radio is radio journalism is reading and writing and reading and writing I learned to read what I was writing out loud that's important for radio but you know what I have found it's also important for for even for book writing or for story writing you know because people hear what you read. They sometimes have stories read to them. I just find that if I read what I write out loud, whether it's a radio script or a nonfiction novel, it, it just helps because then I know, you know, if I'm getting a little too self-important in my prose, if it's getting a little too convoluted, a little too fancy, I'm going to hear that before I see it. Tom Jelton, you know his voice. Now we know a little more about what goes on in his mind. Thank you so much for speaking with us. It's great fun to be here. Tom Jelton, NPR correspondent and author of A Nation of Nations, Bacardi and the Long Fight for Cuba, and other books of nonfiction. That wife he mentioned, it's Martha Raddatz, chief global affairs correspondent for ABC News. You can only imagine what they talk about at dinner. The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is a production of NHPR. This episode was produced by Sarah Plord. To hear more authors, you can subscribe on iTunes. And if you love us, please write a review so others can find us and distract themselves, like all great writers do. Didn't one of the Bacardis go back, get a yeah. mummy? And uh, isn't it still there? It, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think it is. But I never went to see it. it was you didn't go to San, did you go to Santiago? I did go to Santiago. Did you go to the Bacardi Museum? I did go to it the Bacardi Museum. It might have been Museum. in uh, like storage or yeah. out in public or something. And the funniest part is how they couldn't decide how to classify it when it came through customs. And one <laughs> inspector wanted to call it dried meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.